welcome to the last episode of season one of Romance with a Cocktail. I'm Peter. And I'm Ashley. And we're married. Today we're going to recap all the 50, I guess, novels novels. that we read in 52 weeks. Yeah, so over the last year we read 50 books together. Have you ever read 50 books in a year? No. (laughs) No That's what I was thinking. I mean, maybe when I was in college, but... Maybe. Not novels. Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so we should really, you know, pat ourselves on the back. We we did it. Yeah. And I have to say, it's been kind of weird. Like, I read The New Nora mm-hmm. um, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then the Friday after. And it was just so good. And I was sad that we weren't reading it together. Mm, you wouldn't have liked have... it because it ended on a cliffhanger. So <laughs> it's a trilogy. Oh. So you might have been. Well, there's got to be romance. There's got to be a payoff. There is. Okay. But she's becoming less and less about that and more and more about the mystery. Ah. Uh, and the fantasy. I see. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to try to make sense of all the books we read, our favorites, our least favorite. Although I didn't I didn't make any lists of least favorite because I want to be. Don't worry, I did. Supportive of the genre. But our favorites. Most interesting, most likely to read again. Let's just do a list of, I'll do a list of why you may not want to read this for X reason. So I'm not saying it's not good for everybody. But for you. Although there was the one that we thought was just poorly written. (laughs) Yeah, but we don't have to go back to that. I won't even bring that up. But before we do, we do have a cocktail today. Now, obviously, it's not inspired by a book. French Gimlet. It just thought that I know what you like, and you'll like this. Yeah, that's good. I do like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so where do we start? I mean, how do we jump into this? So why don't we, why don't you guess... I've got like a lot of different categories, winner for this category, winner for this category. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think's on my list? I don't know. I mean, shouldn't we just go through our list? Should I really try to guess? I, I you mean, should. I know your favorite of all the books was Jane Eyre. Yeah, it was pretty good. But oh, now you wouldn't say it's your favorite? Well, it, um, it was very good. Your favorite book. Well, Jane Eyre, I guess it's it's if I had to go over all the books just as a book, you know, then you'd have to count like the non-romance books. Or that weren't that romantic. The fifty books we read. You're telling me Jane Eyre was not your favorite. Well, I really liked um a couple of other novels. I mean, I did like... Okay, so then what was your favorite novel? Forget most romantic. We'll do our top five romance (laughs) after you tell me what your favorite, since I thought it was Jane Eyre. Yeah, but I guess I don't know if it's better than Anna Karenina. Oh, but I mean, we're also reading for enjoyment. Yeah, but you can read for enjoyment 
It just takes a while to get through Anna Karenina. Oh, that to me was like an assignment that I had to get through. Whereas yeah. like Jane Eyre, I had to get through it and it was tough to get through it because we're busy, but I loved it. Wuthering Heights felt like as much an assignment. Mm, I would say close, but not as long. So it wasn't quite as <laughs> quite as dense and quite as difficult as... I think I also got really sick. I think I had COVID during Anna Karenina. So maybe that's why Anna Karenina was the hardest for me. Maybe. Because yeah. I think that was it. That's why it took us three weeks because I was like too sick to read it. Right. And so that might have been maybe that made it, reading of it hard, even harder than it already is. Because I've already read it. It's not like it was even my first time. You you read Anna Karenina? Yeah, already? in my book club when I, when I got out of college. Huh. How about that? Mm-hmm. That's why I already had it on my shelf. Oh. So, okay. So now you're saying that you would equ- you would put Jane Eyre and Anna Karenina. I mean, the I wouldn't say it's the most enjoyable, but I don't. In terms of the greatest literature, I think Anna Karenina might be better than Jane Eyre. I guess maybe if you're into that. Well, it's like Moby Dick. Moby Dick's one of the greatest novels of all time. I mean, it's arguably the greatest American novel. It's not that enjoyable. But when I say your favorite, (laughs) it doesn't have to be the best. Your favorite is the one that you thought was the best to read. Like, to me, favorite doesn't imply the best literature necessarily. Mm -hmm. Well... I guess I have a hard time separating it because I really think that there's such depth and richness. I think it's probably deeper. I think Anna Karenina probably has a deeper... Perhaps. It's far more sweeping and there's much more to the story. And so in that sense... um, I I just really... I thought that it was... Pretty incredible. It was an incredible work. What? I'm shocked. I did not get that sense from you when we discussed it. I'm going to have to go back and look. Well, I read it as a romance novel. And so there's not, (laughs) there isn't, I mean, whoever the main character was that ended up, you know, the main guy who ended up with that, you know, it was just very unhappy and spurned in the beginning. And it was just. Levin? Yeah. Yeah. Levin and Kitty? Yeah. I mean, as a romance novel, it's not great. (laughs) Okay. So that's what I was reading. And what am I going to learn about romance? I mean, I was reading it that way. I thought it was pretty great. Um, You know, but that's a novel. That's not necessarily the most enjoyable or the most entertaining Okay, so then let's say most romantic novel we read. Well, that has to be Georgie all along. Oh, I thought Jane Eyre. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I told you, I just thought... The old romance doesn't get me because it's all about, like, just finding the... But I thought that, like... The richest person. No, but it wasn't (laughs) because in the end he's been, like, burned and he's, like disabled and 
You she got finds some deep him. sickness in you. And, and I just thought like how she said it wasn't a sacrifice because he was like, you can't sacrifice your life to take care of me. And she was like, it's not. I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And then there's that line. I wish I wish I had the book in front of me. I should have written it down in preparation, but about how like being with you is the same as being in solitude is the same as being in like, you know, a party or something. It's like, this is your person. And I thought those were some of the most romantic sentences we read Mm -hmm. about like the nature of romance. I just thought it was so romantic in a way that I, I it's obviously got some problems. It's old and Gothic and, you know, but I, I just think I thought it had the most to say about romance, Mm. but you thought Georgie all along. I mean, it's definitely in my top five. Well, it's just, I mean, I guess from a man's romance perspective, I mean, it it isn't really romantic to think that, to put myself in the burn victim's shoes and think I could be taken care of by you. That's like. Yeah, but she also saw him taking care of her and doing, and providing what she needed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. (laughs) So I've got zero, I'm so far zero out of two. So I feel like now you need to give me something. Why did you think Georgie All Along was the most romantic? Well, I just thought it was um, the reciprocity was very surprising yet realistic. Okay. But that's relatable, I guess, is what I'd say. You know? Yeah. The one of the main ingredients for memes nowadays is that it's relatable. You know, relatable was never a thing before memes. I think it. it was. I don't think I don't think people like read novels and were like, it's so relatable. But in like education as a teacher, you always looked for novels for middle school kids that would be relatable. Usually you called them relevant, but you always okay. wanted them to be relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so should we go through categories or should we do our top five? So you thought Jane Eyre was the most romantic mm-hmm. for you. More than The Wild Rose, because that was your favorite romance novel. I didn't say Jane Eyre was my favorite. It's the most romantic. Oh. So still, The Wild Rose is still your favorite It's in my top five. Novel. That's why I'm asking. Should we do our top five and then go through some categories, or should we do... I don't really have a top five. I've got, like, different, like, ones Uh-oh. for different things. Okay, so I... Interesting that you said you Georgie All Along was relatable, and that was one of the reasons it was the most romantic. I actually called it the most realistic. To me, mm-hmm. it felt like a real, yeah, real characters with like uh, that they could really be in a relationship, and you like wanted to cheer them on, kind of, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so then, what's a category that you had? Well, there are probably I'm, I'm probably going to be missing a bunch that you liked because if they followed. Hallmark movie or like rom com. Why don't you just say one of your categories or what you liked? And you don't know which ones I put on my list. Okay. Um, Well, can you guess the one from, let's call it the like 80s and 90s, like the older generation? Can you guess my favorite? Older generation one. 
message from Nam. Yeah. Yeah. Which I have that on my list, but not as one of my favorite favorites because I put, kept the Wild Rose as one mm-hmm. of my favorites. Um, and but I feel like those two. Well, the Wild Rose is is up there too. Because I call I the, I have actually have that under like the most tears. Mm. And message from Nam and the Wild Rose are really running neck and neck for the most tears for mm-hmm. me. Um, <laughs> and the message from Nam, I can t- you liked it. I was so surprised, but you really thought it was. Oh, I thought it was great, and it wasn't gratuitous or anything. I thought I was sure Danielle Steele, based on Fabio covers, were all going to be. But her covers aren't like that anyway. If you ever looked at her covers, I don't know. I just assumed she was the most famous. I assumed she. No, hers are all like. And that's what I told you, I think. I realized when I read it, I was like, oh, wow, this is what people did back then, like these sweeping historical novels that are yeah. super interesting and you learn all these different things. I, I mean, in some ways, I do think I've built a lot of knowledge. When you have something like that or like The Wild Rose where you're really learning about a specific historical period and time yeah. through a romance, it, yeah. you know, there is, for me, there is little better than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I guess. Yay. Okay. What's my number one Regency romance? You're going to get it wrong. Well, I hope you even have a Regency romance. I do. Well, I, I'm going to say um, Always Be My Duchess. It's on the list, but it's number two. Oh, really? Um, Heartbreaker, Sarah McLean. Nope. That's my favorite. That's the one I put for my favorite. Story. Lord of Scoundrels. <laughs> oh, that's actually my on my top five. <laughs> I would that that was the first one I put on my That's list. That's Lord Beelzebub, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that I one, thought that was so funny. You're right, because I put that that was the first book I listed on my top five novels was Lord of Scoundrels. I was like, that was I loved that book. It was so ridiculous. It like, was, but thing. but with Regency you you can be. I guess and so. it's better when it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's fairly old too. A little pervy. I like the pervy ones. Which one was that? Lord of Scoundrels. Oh. Because you really got into, like, her dirty thoughts on <laughs> on her <laughs> ugly lover. It was great. Not about... What, what was the one we read where they kept talking about him being ugly? Oh, that was Wuthering Heights. That where it too. was just, like, constant. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Lord of Scoundrels yeah. was, was like pretty, that too, yeah, yeah. And like I'm like a devil child or something. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the best male lead for you? Hmm. Well, I didn't really think about that. I'd have to think about it. Who do you think my favorite was? Dr. River Pena. <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote. Is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> not so because disgusting. I think he probably, like, if I was actually looking at their characters, would I choose him? Probably not. But I thought it was funny because he, to me, is, like, the best example of, like, what you might hate about romance. Exactly. Novel heroes. And so I wrote him down yeah. as my choice, even though I'm sure if I actually thought about who the characters were that I like. He wouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, what about what about like Levi and Georgie all along was great. Um, or actually, I like probably I can't think of any that I like more than the main uh, 
Hungarian. Istvan. Yeah. Steven. Steven. Yeah. yeah. Stefan. Yeah. Yep. I think he's. Yeah, I like him. You like him? I mean, he becomes the the whip. In the- <laughs> yeah, he does well for himself, but like you know, he's a survivor. Yeah, yeah. I liked him. Gang rape, I just, that whole gang rape. Is that why it can't be at the top over message from Nam? No, I mean, creative license, but. But I mean, it knocked it it down. It was very disturbing. No, it didn't knock it down at all. Oh, it didn't? Mm. And I, I wouldn't judge it based on one scene like that. But it was disturbing. So. And that was really early on, too. So well, you, you know my thing is like if you're going to do something shocking, you got to show all the before and after and all the ramifications, and not just use it as like to advance plot, which yeah. is sort of how it was used. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> What's another category you have? Um, I I guess I got the. The top old ones, the old romances. Aren't those the 80s and 90s? No, no, the old, like, old classic romances. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I put Jane Eyre, clearly. But Yeah. What are your top three? Well, we only read four. Well, we read. Do we count? A few. What? We read a few. We read Pride and Prejudice, uh, Jane Eyre, Anna Karenina, and Wuthering Heights. Are we counting Delta of Venus in there? No, no. Um, the Lover, I guess, is but a Del- older. The Lover and Delta of Venus were written at the same time. That's true. They're sort of seventies. Yeah, so they're older than anything else, but not like Jane Eyre. Yeah, I mean, for me, Jane Eyre number one, Pride and Prejudice number two, and those are the really the only ones I'll rank in terms of romance. I mean, because Anna Karenina for me, who- Wuthering Heights, Wuthering Heights. It was not romantic. Yeah, it wasn't. At all. No. It was terrible. It was like a novel about abuse. Yeah. Um, who was your favorite couple that we read about? Favorite couple? Probably uh, Georgie all along couple. Georgie and Levi. Yeah. Yeah. Mine still go way, way back. Can you guess who my favorite couple is? Um. Well, either Jane Eyre or oh or, no, not way back there, but like way back in my reading of romance. I don't know. You don't know the Wild Rose. Nope. My favorite couple. I don't know. They're almost too like grand, you know, like too dramatic of a couple. Um. No, it's uh from the Reef. Oh, the, the divers. Yeah, Matthew. Yeah, and, and Tate. Tate. Yeah. Because that I was like an adventure. That. They were like having fun. But it was like a little more, it was like a little more special, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of who they were and yeah, and their adventure together. Yeah. The most surprising one that you'll never guess, that was the surprise one that I liked. Always be my duchess. No, you knew that. You've known that all along. The surprise one. Well, message from Nam was a surprise. Nah. 
You already knew that too. There's one between that I, us. No, which what was that? About? That's the one that you said was more mystery than romance, where she was trying to find out about her like sociopathic ex, it? and then she. But that wasn't Nora. No. What was the Nora mystery? The third Nora that we read. Identity. Yeah. Yeah. So not that. No, this is between us was the like Vari McFarlane. It's like she's Scottish and it was like she was, she broke up with her boyfriend who was like a movie, TV producer Mm. type guy, director. And you were like, we argued about it because you're like, no, it's mystery. It's not romance. Yeah. Because she was like searching for whether he was lying or not. That's not not that. No, it's a romance novel. Hmm. What surprised me that you liked? What was the, I would say it's the least formulaic. The real, or real. No, (laughs) never the real. (laughs) I almost made the worst list. (laughs) It was more interesting in terms of format. Um, Interesting. um, Least formulaic? Yeah. The Lover? No. Oh. I... But you would agree it's a romance novel. Oh, I would agree. Heartbreaker. Nope. Give me another clue. Uh, it's not in America. Well, it's not Jana Goes Wild. Jana Goes Wild. <laughs> no. Um, the, the one, the Nigerian one. Nope. It's not in the U.S. and it's not. No show. I was going to say that after I said um, Between Us, but then I got distracted by all the other ones yeah. reread. No show, because that was that almost made my top five list. Because that that's sort of like, it was not what I expected. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and she subverted. did it well enough that you right. it surprised us what was happening. So I would say that one deserves an honorable mention. Oh, I gave Between Us honorable mention. But yeah, I could have definitely given the no-show honorable mention because it almost made my top list. Yeah. But in the end, I did not. What do you think my top three never read under any circumstances? Well, we know Outlander. Yes. Is like number one. Um, The vampire one from Nora? It's three. Can you you pick number two? I've mentioned it many times. Bromance Book Club. Bromance Book Club <laughs> is number two. <laughs> it's worse than one that has uh, pedophilia in it. It is. It is not that bad. You, I've read all of the books, and you I'll, know there are I'll like qualified. five. If women like to be on a fantasy trip about what men could be like in another universe, then this is the one to read. <laughs> Or men want to see what women want and have this idea of what they could do. I mean, that would be an awesome season, too, if you read romance novels with your friends. And what could you get out of it? I don't believe in being inauthentic. Authenticity is really important to me. Yeah, but authenticity is just like something you're searching for. It's not like you can really, you know... I mean, whatever you're doing is your authentic self. You're that's what you're doing in the moment. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Okay, what was the most fun novel that we read? Hmm. 
Lord of Scoundrels or Georgie all along, I think. Was Lord of Scoundrels fun? I don't know. I mean, she did shoot him. I guess that's kind of fun. It was just ridiculous. It was like you couldn't take it seriously. Yeah. It was fun. I said Heartbreaker, the Sarah McLean one. Not the last one we read where it was the bomb maker, the one before that where she was the thief. I love that one. I loved that. I've read all three books in the series. That's the one I love. I don't know. Oh, I thought it was so fun. Yeah. Vigilante women fighting. Not so much. It just didn't speak to you, but I love them. And I'm not alone. I mean, it's on like all the best romance novels of the year list. It's not like. It's just not my thing. I don't know. Why? I don't know. I think it would be better as a movie, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Like, I could I give like, you that on the I last like the Bourne one. movies, you know. I like uh what's the Denzel the Equalizer movies, you know, I like like people are fighting for justice. It just didn't do it for me to read it in a novel form. Hmm. I love reading about fighting for justice. Mm. So like all Norris trilogies are about. Yeah. Um, what book would you be most likely to read again? Oh, you're gonna hate it. Anna Karenina. Well, I mean, there's a lot in there, Ugh. and we read it really quick. So, oh my gosh, I took three weeks to read that one. I mean, there's not much chance I'm gonna read any of these again. But if you had to pick one, it might be Anna Karenina. I'm sure I'll read most of them again. Oh, that's crazy. Although, probably. Hmm. I don't know what I'm most likely to read again. I mean, I've read all of the Noras multiple times, so there's nothing to say that in a couple years I wouldn't want to go through them all again. So read The Reef again. Mm -hmm. Read Valley of Silence. Like, I've read that trilogy three times. Mm -hmm. Um, Or Identity I only read once for our podcast. So, you know, that's... Yeah. Going to be a next one. But I don't know. I mean, now, because ha- at the beginning, all the ones we read, like the first 10 or so, I had already read. Yeah. Hmm. What author, then, would you be most likely to read the book if I asked you to? Um, I guess, was it Kate Claiborne who did Georgie All Along? Mm-hmm. I guess Kate Claiborne, because I can't see myself reading a Danielle Steele. Because <laughs> I think that was an anomaly. She it was it was panned. No, so many of her books are like that. No, apparently she people yeah, but were. I'm telling it was, you, it that was, was one of her early ones. I mean, she yeah. has so many like that. If you go through the whole, but um, I, I, my understanding was like it was like yeah, her fans the, did not like it right. because it went away from like the rich and powerful people. Yeah, that she normally. But it writes about. she has plenty like that as you move forward. Is um, that right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of sad stuff in her novels, though, so I don't know if you would like that. Hmm. Um, okay, so next, she does have a book coming out next year, Kate Claiborne. Okay. So we can read it. Okay. She says it's like her best one ever. So okay. we'll see, because now I follow her on Instagram. Hmm. 
All right. Do you have any other categories? Um, well, which one, if you care about, um, well, can you guess the ones that I really think we should, I wish we hadn't read? I thought Outlander, the yeah, but vampire there, there are a few romance book club, Spanish love deception, because we on both there. agree on that one. Um, well, probably real then. No, because I did feel like we learned and it didn't feel like it was historically implausible. Right. It was interesting. But what one might have felt historically implausible? <gasps> You're not going to say my Sarah McLean. No. Oh. Historically implausible. Hmm. Like a runaway slave. Just have oh, extraordinary with, union! Yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, that was a challenging one. <laughs> and then there was one more that I was just—I um, don't know—it just made my list of just didn't seem that good. Partners in crime. You that really great. didn't like that no. one. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it was fine. No, it wasn't. <laughs> You have different standards, but yeah, you really didn't like that one. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. Felt dumber for reading. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then your you're telling so your most romantic book. So the number one then would be Georgie All Along out of all the books. Well, I think so because it's hard for me to really. We talked about this a lot. Like I think romance, the nature of romance has changed significantly over a hundred years. Yeah, I mean pre-industrial revolution romance or During, at the very beginning yeah. of the industrial revolution romance. Things were different. People were worried about living like a dismal life. And but I mean, we read a lot of historical economics, novels. Set economics in that was time. so such a big part of their thinking, right? But we read a bunch of historical novels that were written now that are set in that time too. And it's just different now. We don't we don't think about it that deeply. I mean, we do think about it. I you know, I went into the Peace Corps and. Right. I knew I didn't want to get married to somebody who lived in like desperate poverty because I felt our lives would be just too different and it would be too weird. And you never know if they really like you or they just like mm -hmm. your ability to get to the United States. So I guess we do think about it, but only sort of peripherally. Whereas um, in those older ones, it, it was the main part of what they were thinking. Yeah. So to me, that was, I, I don't know, it's hard for me to relate. Okay. But when we first set out, you always were saying that Pride and Prejudice and Jane Eyre were like better than any of the modern novels. So then that's, so you've changed your thinking a little bit over time. Because you definitely Well, they were always... because they counted as romance and they were really, really good novels. Yes, of course they were excellent novels. I, the criteria was not, are they the most romantic? Are they the best novels? Yes, I still stand by the fact that, like, 
Jane Eyre is better than Georgie all along. Yes. Oh, you do. Of course. Even though you're still saying. But it, it doesn't doesn't give you the feeling of romance that a modern romance novel will. Hmm. There's a difference. It is. And I'm surprised you don't see the difference. I mean, I see what you're saying, and I do see the difference, although I thought Jane Eyre was beyond that. I agree about Pride and Prejudice. I did. I said that from the beginning. And obviously I agree about Anna Karenina and Wuthering Heights, but I thought Jane Eyre was more truly romantic and, like, more about the sense of what romance is, even before the fire, even in the beginning. Although, yeah, you're right. Like, for the first, like, probably two-thirds, it wasn't very romantic. But then it was, and then I thought how she thought about him and, like, how they would just sit together and how, like, they really shouldn't be together, but they they were drawn together. I, I don't know. I thought Jane Eyre, obviously it's old, and you can tell that, and it has a different sensibility, but I still thought it was very mm-hmm. romantic. But, yes, I had Georgie all along as probably second, although I have to say I really, truly loved Lord of Scoundrels. That was perhaps the biggest surprise But it wasn't the most all. romantic. But it was so fun and so good and just, but I just loved them. Our criteria was the most romantic. Yes. And you just think Jane Eyre is more romantic than Georgie all along. Yeah, because Georgie all along feels like it could happen down the street from us. Right. And so it didn't like take me away into this yeah. world of deeply thinking about romance. Yeah. I mean, Georgie all along, you could like create a story about most people that we know that really have like a loving relationship and it could be similar to Georgie all along, which is probably why it's great of all the modern ones. Mm -hmm. But Jane Eyre was like bigger. There was more Mm -hmm. um, in it. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. It's, there's, it's more heroic. Yeah. So you like heroic romances, I guess. Well, I, if you think about you it, like, like message from you Nam. You like grand gestures. Message from Nam, The Wild Rose, Jane Eyre, all bigger stories. You like grand gestures, huh? Well, grand gestures are a specific thing. Well, that's what I it like, is. like, a grand tale, maybe, like something more. A sweeping tale. Than the everyday. We never read... Um, your southern gone with the wind gone with the wind yeah because they didn't end up together so we oh. decided that that didn't okay. fit our criteria since we set the criteria that they had to end up together yeah although in wuthering heights that's not true no and in the lover that's not true no well cuz there wasn't really a central love story in the lover so hmm. i think i at one point said i should expand my horizons and open up my sense of romance and maybe they didn't have to end up together but then i decided that, in fact, they do need to end up together. What's the point? So, like, Delta Venus? Okay, that was not even... That doesn't even belong in this whole, like, genre of reading. It doesn't. Oh, but I want to... Now that we read that, is still um, the marriage game, the cinnamon rolls, the best sex scene of all the books we read? Is that still your favorite? Um, 
I did like I mean, that, that was really early on. I look back. That was like in the first few weeks. And there there were a bunch of scenes that were kind of like that. Where I just kind of... <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did enjoy that. <laughs> that was one of my favorite. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of any other sex scenes that were quite as steamy. That's so funny because it's like so ridiculous, and it's not in a way. Steamy, but they were but it's like, throughout the whole novel. They were like that. I mean, it was just kind of real. It was more of a real way of the talk, yeah. describing it. I mean, I mean, Lord of Scoundrels was pretty good too. I don't remember any of it from Lord of Scoundrels. And just because she was like really into a guy who was not. Oh, and then attractive. he was fighting her too. He didn't want to like, or she didn't want to. One of them didn't want to. I remember, but he was attractive to her because that's what happens in every romance. Yeah. Well, that has to. Yeah. You wouldn't want to read it if a, if a man wasn't attracted to the woman. That'd be weird. <laughs> well, also if the woman's not attracted to the man. Well, I mean, women care less. Yeah, but why would you read a romance novel where one of the people wasn't attracted to the other? Like that. Didn't well, she work. was attracted like- to him, but she was also like knew he was ugly. Well, that's because people called him the devil. Maybe he was ugly, but then he became. Because <laughs> throughout the novel, he became like a much more heroic figure mm-hmm. as she grew to love him. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so if then if you, so what, which ones would you say you would recommend to a man? Well, Message from Nam, I think is good. I think Georgie all along, it, a man who's reading it with a woman wouldn't actually recommend any to a man. Not even the classics? Well, I mean, I guess. I just, I can't understand, I can't think of any circumstance where I'd be like, yeah, you should really pick up. <laughs> um, well, no, actually, um, I had a job where, for a while, while we were doing this podcast, where a guy was going through yeah. divorce and remarriage. And what did I send him? It was Jane Eyre it because was Jane Eyre. she yeah. he had his white his his wife like in the attic because she was yeah. mentally ill. I mean, but I think of that that was uh, my friend Dave's favorite book. Yeah. Um, so I mean, Jane Eyre would be uh, among them because I did actually <laughs> share it. Um, okay, so then with the caveat that you would not recommend any of these to a man. Unless they're reading them with a woman. Yeah, I mean. But per- why not? I mean, you wouldn't. Because men aren't into them. romance novels. Yeah, but you not. can learn something from them. You actually liked Message from Nam. I did. I liked it, yeah. So I would get that you might not feel comfortable recommending it. I would. But, I would say it. I, mean, I would say it's as good as like. It's maybe different, but as good as like a Tim O'Brien, which is probably like sacrilege to people who think he's just a... Right, we read him in English class. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it just gave you a different look at the Vietnam War, and I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Okay, so with the caveat, but then what would you recommend? So 
message from Nam, mm-hmm. which is so funny because I threw that in, in there at the like very end. Yeah. Um, Georgie all along. Uh-huh. Um, well, Jane Eyre, of course. Yeah. I think The Wild Rose is very good. Yeah, I agree. Um, if they had to read a Regency romance, I would recommend Always Be My Duchess or <laughs> Lord of Scoundrels. I wish you would recommend Always Be My Duchess to someone. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, the no-show just to oh, really? round it out is like a sort of um, anti-sort um, of ent- expecta- subversion of expectations when it comes to romance novels. Hmm. Okay. That makes kind of sense. Mm-hmm. Because all those kind of did for you a little bit. Yeah. The prize? What about the prize? Did you like the prize? That was like the 1066 William the Conqueror story. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked it as I will give all romance novels the benefit of the doubt. But I mean, that was 1066. It was really hard. It, to made, a, it made me think of like, what was sex like back then? Right. And it probably wasn't like what was in the book. I mean, I really didn't think that felt realistic. I remember, like, that he was, like, very skilled at pleasuring the woman. But didn't they, didn't we read somewhere, or I maybe I heard it on a documentary, that, like, they used to think that in order to impregnate a woman, she had to have an orgasm. Oh, that must have been something you read somewhere or heard, because I didn't hear that. Hmm. Because I thought it was really unusual for women to have them. And most think, men, but there that could have been pre that time. I think that's yeah. I think that's Victorianism. Like we think Victorian England and that's what is like think. what old Europe is, but I don't think it was. I think okay. And so this was like pre Victorian. So it's like right. you gotta think. Like there were times in Western history when women's pleasure were a focus. One would think I, they're half the population. Yeah, but. Men were in charge. It's the patriarchy. Well, men are still in charge. Mm, less, but yes, the patriarchy is still there, but we're tearing it down. Tearing it down. One Sarah McLean novel at a time. I don't know. It's, it seems like there's something uh, very fundamental to being together that I think men throughout history probably wanted their partner to enjoy themselves. Maybe, but that is definitely not that when you read like a Regency romance, Mm -hmm. you definitely get the sense that men didn't care about that. And then this one man does care about that. Hmm. Okay. Maybe. But maybe that's the Victorian era in England. When was the Kama Sutra made? I mean, that was super old, right? So that's what I'm saying. So, so there had to have been like eras and right. cultures and countries that were like, and you got to think in the West, you know, the Spanish were probably different from the Greeks and the uh, Greeks sure. were different from the Lithuanians and the Scandinavians. Who knows? You know, that's true. they probably were variations throughout. Yeah. Even I Europe. mean, but of all the books to make your list to even discuss the prize, really? I thought that was like 
I think maybe that's one thing that got us talking a lot and thinking a lot about. Yeah. Because it really moved you back. Because like there were, <laughs> yeah, because it's there were sort of like eighteen hundreds books, and then there were modern books, and there weren't that many that were that old, no. other than Outlander, which well, was no, terrible. that was seventeen hundreds. Well, whatever, it was just terrible. Yeah, but seventeen hundreds different from ten sixty six. Like I, I, I mean, that wasn't even the book I was thinking of, and I just said it because I was thinking that was the one. And once I said it, I was like, well, no, we'll just mm-hmm. stick with it. I mean, that's like super old. I mean, like super historical time period. Like trying to imagine, because that's well, like, I like that's the- like nothing. Oh, geez, knocking over my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's like nothing, like our world. You yeah. know, like even the eighteen hundreds. There, like you see a lot of that, and you know a lot about that time. But yeah. unless you're like really into the thousands, you just that's something you kind of like breeze through in history class. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very interesting. Too bad we didn't read one that took place in like ancient Rome. I don't know what that would be like. You know, ancient Babylonia or ancient (laughs) Persia or something. Well, you know what? You find something like that, I'll read it. Ancient Mongolia. If you find something like that, I'll read it. During the Genghis Khan reign. Yeah, I'm not sure romance was a real priority back then. I think they say like. 10% 10% of Mongolians trace their lineage back to Genghis Khan, who's very prolific in impregnating the peoples that he conquered. Okay, but I'm not sure that's like a setting for romance. That's probably not that romantic. Yeah. Yes, I agree. <laughs> it's sane. Okay, so so then you're going to say that this has not made you want to read romance novels moving forward. Well, I like reading them with you. Okay, well, I'll give you that. I know I like reading them with you. Now it feels aimless when I don't get to read them with you and talk about them. Yeah. Um, I did read two this week, though. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So So you're back on track. Yeah. But I didn't read any the week before. Oh. Yeah, I did. But that was because the new Nora came out and then this other book came out that's about like a half Chinese village in England in the like 1800s. Yeah. And it was the second in a series, so, you know. You might not have liked it because maybe it would be too much like a, you know, like a rewriting of history, but. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Well, any other thoughts? No other thoughts. None? No. You have any other thoughts? No. But so if you had to put one book at the top, it would be Giorgio. I just want to be clear on that. Like of all the 50 books, no, but one you, book at the bottom. You asked me a different question about Giorgio. you're like, the most romantic. Outlander is at the bottom. The right. very bottom. Right. It's like worse than Bromance Book Club for you. Yes. Uh, like Far It's worse. like so far at the bottom that there's Yeah, no- Bromance Book Club is just like a bad idea. It's not like... <laughs> disgusting and (laughs) sick and demented all right so outlander is like so far at the bottom for you right but like at the top it feels all muddled to me still and i keep asking you about it because it's like maybe it's anna karenina maybe it's georgia along maybe it's 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 different things like i liked different books for different reasons like i like jen Eyre. i like georgia along i liked anna karenina just for different reasons Mm. I can like so you all don't have of them. a top one. 
I don't have an all time. It's like none of them made my all time greatest novels. Oh, I've none of them. The list. No, I don't. Think not so. even Anna Karenina. No, they're not as good as Absalom. Absalom to you. Or everyone is thing, different. Or things fall apart for you. Or I mean, or the road. Like there are just like some great novels that I really, you know. Got a lot of. No, I would not put the road above all of the books we read. Beloved. Maybe I'd put Beloved above every book we read. Okay, so there are just a lot of good books out there. There are. And so these these were good. They're just not my, I didn't read my favorite of all time. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. I will accept that, I suppose. Mm Mm-hmm. But then I feel like this, like, at the end of this, we're left with you're, like, the same place about romance, novels and romance. Like, you wouldn't say you really got much from reading 50 books in 52 weeks. I don't know why you say that. I learned a lot. Oh, you think you learned a lot? Mm -hmm. Oh, say more. I learned a lot about how women think about romance. Mm Mm-hmm. Like Even, you- especially the bad ones, like the ones that I thought were like ridiculous, like Bromance Book Club. I learned as much from those <laughs> as I did from the good ones. I learned that women, like, what was the one that I said? Oh, oh, it was um, Outlander. The fact that like she's like married and she's like bored in her marriage, and then she touches a rock and gets transported to be with a a young warrior from the Highlands. You know, that's a fantasy. So you learn a lot even from the bad ones about the Mm -hmm. way women think. Lord of Scoundrels. You learn a lot about how women think. Yeah, but you You, put that near the top of your list. Yeah, you see see a lot of women and you're like, why are they with this ugly, ridiculous man? And it's because they're attracted to that man, you know, for, for reasons that, are not as superficial as what men think. See, men are, you know, they have a pretty, a pretty superficial, like, initial way of evaluating women. Yeah, but men have different. And it's, and it's pretty simple. Men have different tastes because women you in don't these novels see, are all different. You don't see men wanting to be with, like, deciding they really want to be with someone ugly. <laughs> yeah, but you, but different men find different people attractive. But not really. I, I can't think of how, now a woman can find, like, it's the beauty and the beast idea. But I just, the novel I read, The Marquis Who Mustn't, literally. When the Marquis first, Who Mustn't, it sounds great. I wish I had <laughs> I it. wish you had to, if this had only extended a few weeks. Um, he specifically saw her, and when he saw her, she he was like, she's plain. Plain, like, plain is different than Lord Beezlebub. She, okay, but, but she's not pretty. She's not attractive. That, that, but then there was something. And she was like round and plain. And 
And she was very sensitive about that because a previous suitor had called her plain and clumsy and no one would ever love her. But he grew to love her and he found her beautiful in like in who she was. I don't know. That was like the whole premise of this book. Yeah. Um, but you think that's just a woman's fantasy? Well. I, I, I mean, there are women out there that you don't find attractive that other men do. Hmm. Maybe there might be some. Um, but I would not say that there are people that are. There are not a lot of men who are like looking at a woman and thinking of her like in a more like, oh, you know, she's like a beast, you know. <laughs> I want her to take me, you know, like that's the way a woman thinks. A woman could be like, he's very like strong and big and kind of beastly. And they like that. Whereas men don't think like that. They just don't. But they might think other things other than beastly. (laughs) Well, it's the, the point is it's like. I mean, maybe it's exactly the same. I don't no, know. I'm not saying that it's not. The, it's exactly the same. I'm not saying that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think men are tend to be more superficial and more animated by looks, and it shows because women are more concerned about looks. That's true. They wear makeup. They do all this stuff. Men, I mean, think about where we came from in the South. Men did nothing. It's true. That's true. That's they very true. They look dumpy and, and, I feel like, and gross most of the time, and women were just like, oh, I kind of like don't that. don't you think that's a legacy of the fact that for women, that used to be their only path? Maybe. And so women had to, like, do a lot more? Or you really think men are just that superficial in general? Well, I think, I think there are – I think women like security. They do. And men – like fertility and good looks and they're they're integrated they they the things that they find attractive traditionally hips right because it, it's less true now because people are less worried about fertility and things like that maybe less but it's still they still are the the primary things that men care about when looking at a woman hmm They are. And I think there's just a biological difference. I think testosterone and estrogen cause different yeah. drives in people. I mean, yeah. And uh, in most cases, men are the pursuers still. Even though we have this egalitarian society, you still have this sense that deep down a woman wants to be pursued. A woman wants to feel attractive. Yeah. Right? Man doesn't care. As long as the woman's willing to put up with it. Wait, so you so you don't think men care about feeling attractive? I think they do. I mean, why do men work out? Why do men like build muscle? Why do I think they I think they care more about it in in modern times because oh. it's become 
so overtly sexual. Okay. Maybe. I mean, there were never, 50 years ago, there weren't sex scenes on TV where you got to see two people unclothed in a Hollywood movie. And suddenly, that's your standard. It didn't happen 50 years ago. Now, everybody wants to look like Brad Pitt. Right? Well, in our generation, you know, there's a lot younger people that probably aren't interested in that look. You know, there's that whole generation of people that are... Well, it's even weirder. It's like Justin Bieber. They want to look like skinny little (laughs) I was thinking of like Timothy Chalamet or like... Yeah, they want to look like these like skinny, kind of like pale... Right. Yeah. Not what was like in our generation. And I think that's... I think there's something... There's some truth in in that that we're finding out because we're still the creatures we were back when we were hunting and gathering. We still have the same biological makeup, except we're living in a very, very contrived society. Mm. You know, we're still these animals who have... Sometimes I think about it because, you know, I've been watching a lot of reels recently. I know you've been into the reels for a while, but I never have. Mm -hmm. Like I primarily use social media to keep in touch with people and no other reason. But Mm -hmm. recently I've watched reels. It's funny because you're not really good at keeping in touch. (laughs) I'm not, but I like to know what's going on with people. Oh, okay. Um, And so. (laughs) Oh, so you snoop on people. (laughs) No, I know what's going on. I might comment. I might like. I might care about what they post, you know. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the level of interaction I need really to keep me feeling mm-hmm. socially fed. Um, but I've been watching these reels and I've been thinking about it because like sometimes because of the kids and how much they use my phone or I look up things for the kids, yeah. a lot of young people will post come up on my reels, like twenty yeah. something year olds. And I just keep thinking, like, what is this world? Like this was like something that didn't exist. For us. Yeah. And now there's this whole world of people sharing their lives, but like sharing what they're dressing. They're showing how they put on makeup. They're like showing all these things. And I'm like, like what is that? But it's very real. Like that is their job. Like their job is content creator and they make more than either of us do probably. Right. But that's their job. Like that is their job. Like what is that? It is just really blowing my mind recently. It has nothing to do with romance, but it's really been. Yeah. But then they like go out on dates. And I'm like, are they really going out on a date? Or are they just showing us what they would look like if they went on a date? How do we know? No way of knowing. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. And it's like this whole cultural lens. And so even though it has no relevance to me, I'll watch their videos because it's like a window into a culture that I don't understand. Yeah. And I don't know why they all started popping up either. <laughs> well, yeah, who knows? I think that uh, I think that that's what I learned most is that there are some old-fashioned things that I think all women want, and there are mm. some things that women have tried to do away with because they their pleasure was not prioritized in the past or at least their equality yeah and maybe they're not still not equal just in the sense that like 
they're different and I don't want to make a value judgment. They're just different. And, but there, there's something to be said about the complementarity that I've always, you know, that, um, it's like sort of Pope John Paul II's theology of the body. There's there's a lot of truth in that, and that's like old ideas about the way the sexes are made for each other, not just biologically, but psychologically, maybe even spiritually. And then... You know, as society advances, we keep some of that and we we throw some of that away. Yeah. And society's changing so quickly now, a lot quicker than it used to. You know, there were like a thousand years where life was pretty much the same as it was a hundred years before and a hundred years before that and a hundred years before that. You know, like... Between 800 and 1800. It was like. Life was pretty much all the same. Yeah. You know, from Charlemagne to Napoleon, you know. Um, But then, but then society changed radically with the Industrial Revolution and then so did relationships. And a lot of, you know, conservatives focus on the pill being. a a huge change and it it did change things. It opened sex up and then free sex contraception in general. Um, And so we moved on, we moved way past it. And then we're, I think we're trying to rediscover maybe some, some things that we lost along the way. And I think some of that is in these romance novels. I think you see that even in the bad ones, like I said, (laughs) Well, I mean, if we're really so advanced that we could like, you know, just sort of like in a brave new world, like that's another great novel that I always liked, (laughs) Brave New World. Um, We could just take a pill and sort of like regulate ourselves. Um maybe relationally, sexually, whatever. I think people would try to do it nowadays. Maybe, but I think there's, like, a tension. No, people want, like, there's, like, a desire for regulation, but then, no, you don't want to be regulated. There are a lot of people on mood regulating drugs. That's true. Right now. And I just don't think that they've but come e- up. But in They've romance- come up with a way to do it. But in romance, whether you're on mood-regulating drugs or not, it's always about finding the person. It's never but like But that's what a, I'm saying. I, I'm that sh- whether it's expected or unexpected, it's always about something more. Like something, like a relationship that is not controlled. Right. I mean, it's not. It, it can't be. Because often... As you That's, don't like the force nature, but it's like you can't control. Like you want to be with this person, no matter what plans you have for your life. Right. This person matters more. Well, I think that is that is one question that you need to ask at the end of this is 
I mean, in a in an age where more than fifty percent of marriages end in divorce in modern Western countries, is there such thing as your fated mate? And yeah. I would say I would say yes. Yeah, I think so. But then you know, even in even in the Wild Rose. Both of them were married before they found their fated mate. But that, mates. no, they already knew who their fated mate was. And through all these tragedies, they couldn't be with their fated mate. So they married the wrong person. I'm just saying. Yeah, but ultimately their fated mate was their fated mate and they couldn't deny it, even though they married other people. Mm-hmm. So, so I see the argument. The argument is a traditional argument. You're making a very traditional argument. No. That there is one person for you. Yes. But that's... That is that is a very traditional notion. Mm, kind of. But traditionally, women marry That's for, what the institution of marriage is built on. But it on. was about... It was not. It was so much of what you usually say about um, protection, security, economics, the right person. It wasn't about the person. It was about the right person in like mm. a society tells you who the right person is yeah and who's going to benefit you which is very different from a love relationship which is what romance novels are about because even the historical novels and that's often in regency even in regency it was kind of a new thing to marry yeah. for love so what i'd say to that is you can have both i agree and but- i think Real life is about, and, and romance reflects this, the best of romance reflects this, is it's about the right person and the person you love. Maybe, yeah. Uh, just as, you know, we are both animals and we have reason and a soul. Like, we're both. Yeah. And that's, they're not opposed to each other. They're not different. We're not just vessels with, with a, a higher reasoning brain. We are integrated creatures. And the same, I think, is true of, of romance. I think that you can have both. And I, and I do think that modern... Romance is too focused on just the feeling, and that is what 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 has gotten us to this the place where we are, where everyone's we're we're, we're surrounded by snowflakes who are, who are like, oh, it's violence to say something I dislike. I you mean, know, I don't think so, and I'm not sure why you bring that into our discussion of romance. Novels. Well, sentimentality is a problem. People making their feelings be the be all and end all i think that's i think that is a problem then that's something that romance has gotten wrong like modern romance has gotten wrong the feeling that you have when you're first dating somebody it's going to change we've been married 18 years it changes over time i haven't you haven't it's only yes, gotten deeper okay well it's changed yeah but it's changed because it's superficial in the beginning how dare you? It was never superficial for me. <laughs> but it's like you're su- you're young. How dare you? For us. I knew you were the one. You did not. Oh, that is so. You would it be. It just took you a again, while. Again, we would be a second chance romance. 
chance. We would not be just a linear story. I it would be a second chance. One. But you fought it. See? Second chance romance. You would have left me to go find something better and then realize that actually what you want. It's actually, you know what? It's like a Hallmark movie. I hate to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I uh, didn't want to get hurt by you. I'd already been hurt so many times by oh, you. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Nope, it's basically a Hallmark movie. You went off, you lived your big city life, you went on your adventure, you come back and you realize there's nothing better than me. So even though you you're don't keeping, like You're Hallmark, keeping out the, the, the betrayals and the heartache that I had to go through. Okay, well... Uh, we both did because it's a second chance romance. No, I'm just saying. As I said, it's a second chance. It's a, basically a Hallmark movie. We could write a Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. You want to do it? Let's no. do it. That could be our next season. No. Let's write a Hallmark movie. No, I'm not writing movies. I don't know. I don't even know how to do that. Screenplays. Write a romance novel that could be turned into a Hallmark oh, okay. movie. Maybe. And it can be... Based on our life. Maybe. Because it is basically a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Except that a Hallmark movie is very G-rated. But the, the broader argument is that sentimentality is a problem, and you would acknowledge that it is a problem, that your feelings have gotten... Maybe. ...to be too... Well, when you just Too go focused. from feeling to feeling and it's like all this drama and right. like you're supposed to feel these deep feelings and there's nothing to be said for like trying to work through right. a feeling don't, first. I, I don't want to like – Don't pretend. You know, I do love some sentimentality. I love romance. I love the idea of a faded mate. I mean, I do. I love it all. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to downplay that. But I agree that there is like this in today, this like overly dramatic – Right. It's an over overemphasis on feelings being the be all and end and all as for if whatever relationship. Like so they matter so much right. all the and time. It's also and why a lot of young relationships, young people are so capricious in their relationships. Yes. Because it's like, oh well, three months in, the feeling has worn off. No, you were just excited and now you're like in a relationship yeah. and you gotta work at it. And that's yeah. the way it it happens. Well, that is a challenge that romance ends at like either the marriage or the getting together or mm-hmm. the acceptance of your feelings. It doesn't show all the work it takes. Right. I mean, we did read the one that was about a married couple. Romance book club. No. Oh, well, we did read romance <laughs> book club as well, but we read like that. Do I know you or? Yeah. Yeah. Which you didn't like, but no. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Is that where they went away to the Hamptons or wherever? Well, they went away to like some resort in California and then they pretended oh, like they yeah, didn't yeah. know each other. That was stupid. <laughs> Weren't they a married couple and the one that was like, or they were just engaged and they didn't tell everyone they had broken up already? Yeah, that was the happy place. The happy yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what to do with that one. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I, I think there's a lot to learn about traditional things that women are um, reluctant to share 
about romance that you mm-hmm. discover in these romance novels, including you. Yeah, I agree. Because you want to be a liberated feminist. Yeah, yet at which the I same, am. Yet at the same time, you still want to be cared for and, yeah. you know, have a beastly man <laughs> fighting <laughs> fighting other men in the front yard <laughs> for your... You already for want your me. love you and attention. To, you don't need to fight anyone for me. Nah, I don't know. I think you'd kind of like a fight. <laughs> as long as you could be reasonably assured I wasn't going to like die. I was going to say I would prefer safety and peace. Yeah. Okay. So this is the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Are we going to take a break before season two? Are we going to? I don't know. Uh, I think we just see what uh, Comes you come up, up with. Okay. In terms of what are we going to read the first week? I came up with the first out of the box thing, which was Anais Nin. I don't know if that was. I think we both knew about that, though. You hadn't read it. No, I had not read it, and I wouldn't have read it. You're right. Exactly. Okay, so we'll see what we come up with. All okay. right. You don't have anything off the top of your head? No. Okay. All right, so season two is opening up. Right to, it's a more it's a broader. You read reading, articles, wide read, nonfiction, reading. fiction, short stories, poetry, poetry, movies, movies. But Rom-coms. we said primarily written. Yeah, we could start off with Pretty Woman. You want to watch Pretty Woman? <laughs> Go watch it tonight. We just watched it. So you ridiculous. didn't watch it. We did. We watched I enough, did and it was like, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah. Great and bad at the same time. Yeah. Um, but so good. <laughs> it's like the old Law and Orders. It's like, oh, you can't say that. That's not right. Yeah, yeah you still like it. And you're like, why? <laughs> but, okay, well, if Pretty Woman isn't on the list, then I'll come up with something else. All right. All right. Season two coming up.